And we are here with you again today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to take a little break after today's show and be back with you probably uh, Monday or Tuesday. I'm not quite clear yet who our guests are. But today our guest is none other than the great Tyrus. You know him from the Greg Gutfeld show and from pro wrestling. His book is selling uh, extraordinarily briskly, and so I do recommend it. It's the story of Tyrus's life, and he has told some of that these same stories right here. There it is, just Tyrus. And uh, it's an interesting story. He's an interesting guy, a smart guy. He's always got a lot to say and a lot of interesting thoughts. So we look forward to bringing him on here. We are also set up uh, at Twit Tweet Spaces, Twitter Spaces. I can never get spit that name out quite right. Uh, and of course, I'm watching you all at Restream as well. Be sure well. to subscribe for more live shows from Dr. Drew. At, where do they subscribe? On Twitter, Twitch. Uh, DrDrew.tv, is that a place? Yeah, yeah doc, all at DrDrew.tv. No, no, YouTube. Yeah, all go to DrDrew.tv. All right, let's get right to it. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. You have trouble. You can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. And welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm already seeing there might be a little technical issue. Somebody's saying they can only follow us on Twitch. Uh, the subscribe button isn't working. I YouTube. don't know where. We are also at Rumble. I'm watching the Rumble Rants. You can rants subscribe there. at Rumble. Rumble Rants. Uh, so I don't know quite what You can go to about. Locals. You'll get a notification every time if you want to subscribe there. Hey, Drew. Yes. Is your uh, Twitter spaces unmuted? It is. Okay, good. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, and that's where I'll be taking calls from. Uh, we're waiting for Tyrus. He's supposed to come in here any second. Um, sometimes <laughs> literally weather is what gets to him. So the way to come up here True. to be uh, a to ask questions, know. just raise your hand. I will see it requested on the Twitter spaces, and I will call you up. And by doing so, you are agreeing to stream out on multiple platforms. It would be Rumble, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, wherever things. It's almost like a broadcast. We're out there in so many places. Uh, says Twitch subscription requires you to be considered a Twitch affiliate. Oh, that's interesting. What? I don't know. Yeah, so we we didn't spend the morning. Yeah, we're not. We didn't want to do that because then Twitch requires us to be exclusive only on Twitch. Which no. Ah. Uh, do they still do that? Yeah, they wouldn't make any exceptions. That's so weird. So. But okay, so you don't go ahead and get notifications from YouTube or or from Facebook or wherever else, and then just head over to Twitch and or head over to Rumble or go from Rumble and head over to Twitch or go to, if you get notifi notified on Rumble, do you get notified on Rumble, Drew? I don't know. But well, anyways, follow us everywhere yeah. and then visit. As we are rolling to a start How here. How those lights just went on? Somebody turned Oh, on. somebody's outside. Our, as we are rolling to a start here, I also want to remind people that uh, they can send us suggestions for guest topics at contact at drdrew.com. We look at those things, we take them seriously, and uh, we are... Trying to morph and change. I mean, so much of this show was about COVID for so long. We were like, as I used to say all the time, we were like the French underground here. We were sort of broadcasting from out of our home, just trying to help people manage the all the misinformation and craziness that was out there. There is still some stuff out there. 
uh, as I say almost every day, fall of an A Prasad to clarify some of this for you. But uh, there's a lot of confusion about second boosters and about whether to get young, young children boosted. As always, uh, I will tell you the basic information, which is that we know what we're doing over the age of about 75. We have the science to dictate exactly what our plans should be and what our intervention should be, what our vaccine uh, intervention should be, and what our treatment should be. Under the age of 75, it gets a lot murkier. Um, if you are, for instance, I was with uh, Adam Kroll today. We were talking to some callers on our, our phone lines there. And I got a 53-year-old guy called in who'd had the complete mRNA series, had a booster. And just as he was getting the booster, he got Delta. And that was about four months ago. So he is vaccinated, boosted with hybrid immunity. And his question was, should I get the second booster? And the answer is no answer. <laughs> the answer is we don't know. We don't have science to really guide us for in especially that kind of a circumstance. People with native immunity, hybrid immunity, under the age of 60. We do don't we do? know either. Like, I don't know. And that's right. my predicament. So, uh, it is I had COVID and I've been it is boosted. You're right. It's precise. I want to go you're, to you're Portugal little, and I don't know. You're if a I little need because you're not in your 50s. You're a little more towards maybe we do this. But what I've been telling people quite a bit often is, hey, there are three more vaccines coming. We have Covaxin, Novavax, and the in, in the intranasal vaccine coming. Uh, give it a little time. See how those look, and if they are being approved as booster. And by the fall, we should have more clarity about you know, how, how to proceed. I, I do think people like me would probably get boosted. Would a 40-year-old get boosted who'd had native illness, you know, hybrid immunity, been boosted? Far less clear. We also don't have any good data on when to use Paxlovid in those situations, though what most doctors are doing is waiting until to see how the illness goes. In other words, if somebody gets really sick, and they're 40 and they're hybrid immunity, but they're really getting sick, we probably would use it. There's not good science to substantiate that, but that's a situation where we'd fall back on the better part of valor. So a lot of what we're doing right now is, is nuanced and is not necessarily backed up by good science. What I have a problem with is there's no good science to immunize young, young children either. And yet it seems like there are relative mandates out there for school, for sports, for travel. The, the mandates really are problematic. I, I, I don't understand the logic behind the, the mandates. I, I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, I literally don't understand. I'm literally confused, which means that I, they're not showing their work. In other words, I can't see their logic. I, I don't know why they're doing this because it doesn't make sense based on currently available wisdom so that's that let me start taking some of your calls uh dan is first up here let's see what dan wants to ask dan uh hmm, where'd he go huh it says there was an error in adding dan that was the first time we had that so let's try that again there you go i hear noise yeah there keeps being an i'm sorry dan there keeps being an error let's see if i can add uh david david david's no problem we got david coming in here all right david and be sure to unmute your mic as we uh come upon you 
Hmm, and it's taking longer for David to connect to it. Caleb, do you think that's an R end? Do I need to? I'm hmm. I'm checking on it. It looks <laughs> like it's just it's a Twitter issue on their end because it also shows that it's just connecting hmm. over here. <laughs> there, yeah, he there he is. David He's up. connecting. David, what's going on? Just takes a long time. David, what's up? Uh oh. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. If you hit the mic in the lower left hand corner, we will be able to talk to you. There you are, David. What's up? Yeah, I'm in Ghana. I, I, I enjoy your program a lot. I started listening a couple of minutes ago, but I was so confused about um, the type of boosters that we had. We had once, so, and we're looking for um, the second dose we never had. And we don't know whether we should go for a different vaccine or not. We're so much confused. So, 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 David, let me just tell you that you're a young man. I can see from your picture. And for young men, yeah, one, one vaccine. Which vaccine are you getting? Which one did you get? Oh, now we lost him. There you are. Okay. Which one did you get? Johnson's and Johnson. Okay, so that one does not does not really have a booster and you're a young man and there's a lot of evidence that young men when you give them further vaccine that puts them at added risk so there is a lot of question of what whether young males should be boosted generally i think you can talk to your doctor about this i think generally somebody would give you a booster i had the johnson and johnson vaccine as well and so the question becomes which booster should you get and I, I'm leaning towards the newer, you know, Covaxin or Novavax. I, I, I think that's probably the direction somebody would take you. Do you have that available where you are? Sorry, but I didn't get here. I think I have a network connection problem. Okay. I, I, the I, line I'm, is poor. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it again, just through the through the uh, OBS here. Yeah, but, listen to it on the yeah, Twitter. Which is that. The Johnson Johnson vaccine does not necessarily require a second vaccine, though some people are studying that. Uh, in young men generally, one vaccine may be enough, even the mRNA vaccines. But as time goes on, that's not going to be a very efficacious vaccine unless you've had COVID and it's a hybrid immunity. So you are probably going to need a booster, which should get a booster, let's say. And you're going to, I have a feeling for Johnson & Johnson, you might we might be looking more at the Covaxin, Novavax, those sorts of vaccine once they become available. So that's kind of what I want you to kind of keep an eye out for. Uh, Samuel, put him up here. Samuel, there you are. You're muted. Go ahead. Hi, hi. Hey there. Uh, yeah, so my, my, my question is primarily about uh, my young daughter. She's five. Mm. And I live in California, so there's a lot of talk about those, uh, you know, mandates coming in, not mm -hmm. this next school year, but possibly the school year after. Mm -hmm. um, I follow a lot of uh, what Dr. Peter McCulloch has been saying about it, you yeah. know, and things like that. So I, I just, I'm so confused on, on what to do with my kid. I, I get it. Um, it would be a very hard decision. Two things I would do. One is make sure you have a a, a pediatrician who's listening to you make the decision with the pediatrician number one and then number two start peter mccall is pretty extreme in his in his views we interviewed him here along the way smart man i i i value everyone that's out there that is uh sort of uh you know whatever their opinions are to sort of get it keep everybody on their toes and everybody thinking 
but you might look more at Vinay Prasad. Follow him. Look what he says about young young boostering or young vaccination. Seventy five percent of the kids already have antibody or have been exposed. So right. it really is very. I I I wouldn't want to be the pediatrician making that decision. I feel like it's a tough decision. I I suppose the way I would do it is if patients were super motivated and family was super motivated, I would do it. But if family was questioning whether they wanted to do it, I, I would sort of, I don't know. It would be a very hard thing to recommend. That's just my opinion. I'm not a pediatrician though. So I, you know, I don't make those decisions. Thank goodness. Right. And, yeah. and like part of it too, is cause you know, cause we've gotten sick quite often ever since she started going back for in-person instruction, you know, mm -hmm. she's picking up all those germs. She has that like a little bit of immunity delayed, you know, mm -hmm. her immune system needs to, you know, kind of catch up with yep. everything. Yep. And, uh, you know, just part of the issue is, you know, we've gotten sick, not sure if it's COVID we've taken the tests, but every time it's been negative, but then we've tested her like the day after she got sick because the school sent her home. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know like sometimes maybe it doesn't quite catch it because it hasn't you know, developed enough yet. So I, I don't even know if she's actually had COVID or not. Right. You know what I mean? So well, the, like, your pe the pediatrician can can check that. So you, you might okay. uh, ask them to, to see if there are antibodies. That might make you feel You have better. to give them a blood test. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a pain, but but that's one way of doing right. it. Kids yeah, love you, you blood have, tests. I, the, the, a patient and doctors need to be working together to make these decisions. I mean, that's the bottom line. The fact that it's mandated from on, a, on high is, is d deeply concerning I, I i just am very very concerned about that and and i would be very confused if i were in samuel's position as well so again find a good physician that you can talk to uh i had see. a gallon of blood taken out of my arm today good yeah you're, she just you're... kept going and going and going i was so happy though because i didn't have an appointment somehow and i um i had to we're, I had to beg my way in. I, I've been thinking. You don't understand. I've been sick. I have to get my I, I've been thinking. I'm flying. I've been thinking you needed a, a bloodletting, that the, the evil humors were beginning to build up and we needed to <laughs> let them out. And a bloodletting would be a good way to do that. Do you, oh, nice. I like that. So do you know that uh, that is how George Washington died? They he developed congestive heart failure and maybe pneumonia, and they treated him with a bloodletting, re repeated bloodletting, to yeah, the point where he was days. profoundly anemic, and essentially killed him. I mean, <sighs> just I, it, it's just I, it, it's interesting that I was thinking to myself, you know, what it what it would do is put them into shock and cause their adrenal glands to push out cortisol, which might have an anti-inflammatory effect on the lungs. So there was there was not it was not as though there's nothing to it, but they they be. Is a, it was the first case, you know what? So it was the first case of celebrity health care. They gave him special treatment and bled him out. So just, I, I've said this forever, that celebrities, when doctors get excited about taking care of someone, and it's a special care they just are so excited to give them, the care is bad. George, I hadn't really thought about this. George Washington is case one that I know of. So let's get. I had to use the art of persuasion to get in. I they go, oh, you don't have, you don't have an appointment. I was like, oh, okay. So I sit down. I'm looking for the paperwork from this appointment I set up. And I'm like, God, I can't find anything. What's wrong with me? I didn't get a QR code. I guess. And the art of this persuasion. Older gentleman, like I mean, older, older, came in and he goes, my appointment's not in here. And I go, me too. Hey, what's wrong with your system? And I start, and then he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, I had to, I came in yesterday and I couldn't get it because I wasn't fasting. And he goes, because I've taken my pill at 10 o'clock. And so I'm over here and I got to do it, but I got to take my pill at 10. This was like at nine o'clock. And he was like, 
he was like telling me his whole history. I, of, I, I love scaring non-medical people with, uh, I have to take a pill at exactly So I went time. back, I went back up and I signed up and then the woman said, well, just get on the wait list. And I go, okay. So I was like pushing the buttons and, and then they came out and I go, listen, I should have been on there. I got to do this now. And, you know, and they said, okay, come in. And then this poor woman had to add stuff and, but they did a good job. Once, once I got in the door, they did a great job and I was really happy. So and they, I should get the results back soon, Drew, so you can see if I'm dying. I'll see if there are any... any There's going to be nothing. I'm going to see if you there are, if the devil works. is actually present circulating. It, it, it just, there's never anything. That's the problem. Arjun, I, I get this. How do you pronounce your name? Oh, oh, it's pronounced Arjun. Arjun, Arjun, what's going on? Um, My question is, do you see further, like, what are your thoughts on further mutations possibly coming up in the wintertime that could get through our current vaccines? It's going to happen, right? I mean, it's inevitable, pretty much. And that's just like we have the endemic flu that comes in waves and gets through the vaccines to certain degrees. The, 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 key, the key phenomena, the key thing we're going to be relying on going forward is going to be treatments. Treatments and I, yeah, I think I've mitigate. heard you say on dark, on after dark, that you think this is just going to become a lot more like the flu. It's it, it, in the best of all possible worlds. Let's hope it gets like that. But but just the get thing, a vaccine once a year. Yeah. Right? Well, just I mean, aren't they going to kind of mix it with the flu shot or something? There was eventually? talk of that at one point. But but you know, just get the vaccine. This vaccine's got problems. This, yeah, we were, they need a better we, one. We were essentially in sort of wartime. <laughs> posture when we rolled out the vaccine this is what people don't seem to understand they're like this vaccine is terrible you know, right it was steve, an emergency thing to keep, steve Kirsch, keep everybody who, alive who has covid now right is that right susan yeah he had it he said he's over it he's over it already so he, 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 i was telling him i go look we we are accepting a certain amount of risk because this was sort of a wartime mentality you know it was project warp speed it was you know get it out right. get it going now as we go into endemicity meaning we have to live alongside of this thing usually they kind of burn down they, they learn a way to coexist with humanity or inject themselves into the genome or something so the expectation is eventually they're going to kind this of guy building down. over there what are, you, what are you doing on the other end of that line? It sounds like you're... Locomotive. Engine. Oh, sorry. I'm walking around in my backyard. <laughs> and then like, um, I'm entering my 20s next month. Do you think I should be prepared to be getting a vaccine once a year? Or should I... You know, these are very... Again, these are personal decisions. Have you had COVID? Um, I came into contact with COVID very mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. And it was my first time in the two years uh, knowingly coming into contact with it. Mm -hmm. And I had no effects. Uh so, that's after my third shot. So either lucky, asymptomatic, or He's twenty, or, right, or one of these people that just don't get it. Whether you get the vaccine again, make that decision with your doctor. It's not an easy decision. You have, you know, you're fully vaxxed. You're young. I mean, if you I, didn't have any reaction to yeah, it, I, too, I, I tend to get a little sort of pragmatic because I, I know you're going to have trouble moving about without the vaccine eventually. Yeah, we can't. And so, right. And so, you know, the, these mandates. It's all this virtue signaling and well, stuff. Well, it's not virtue that. signaling. It's, it's, it's not. It's the, it's the mandate. It's just that we're all like, oh, am I supposed to get it? Okay, should I be running out and doing this? And I'd get it again. I'm going to get it before we go on our vacation just because why not, you know? It didn't right. bother me. I have to right. get a shingle shot. That that, that sounds worse. It is worse. It will bother you. I, and that's I, worth it, I guess. But I am. I guess as time goes on, I'm seeing more and more problematic side effects from the vaccine that that I don't particularly. I don't want to have. I don't want to see you get what myocarditis. 
No, I mean, you don't the want me to plots and hit my head I, in the middle of the night. That's and more POTS die. syndrome. POTS syndrome, which I've seen quite a bit of, but more sort of long COVID type stuff. I've seen yeah, really weird long that's COVID. That's true. Symptoms. That's true. Well, maybe after time, they'll do more work on the vaccine and then it'll be safer for everybody. Well, know? so it's, and it is also confusing because people are asking, shall I get the more Omicron specific? Will it cover the BA4 and BA5? Is it adequate? Do we just get the regular booster or do we wait for these other boosters that are coming? Novavax. Who do we need to interview next for this situation? Monica Gandhi. Get her back. Yeah, we should probably get Monica Gandhi back to, to review. Wish I had her today. Why? Oh, because we don't have Tyrus. Oh, uh, Tyrus is hung up in court with his wife. His wife's got a, a court problem. Oh. And he said it was it was going along. And he told me at 121 and I didn't see the email. So mm. he didn't, you know, he didn't just go high and dry. He just he I didn't see the email. So because okay. you know I was running around. So um I told him if he wants to pop in at the end of the show, he can, but okay. I hate to tell everybody the bad news. All right. Bad news, but we have calls, so it's no problem. It's not that we bad have news. good news. We get more time for callers. That's right. Uh, so if, if I am confusing you further with what I've been saying, I, I'm not surprised because the landscape is kind of confusing right now, uh, which is why, again, I keep referring people back to that primary unit of the patient and the doctor making the decisions together on behalf of that given individual, given currently available wisdom. All right, let's talk to uh, Frankie. Frankie's coming up in May. Hello, hello, Dr. Drew. Frankie, what's up? Not much. Uh, So here's where I'm really confused. Okay, I was diagnosed in 2018 with progressive relapsing MS. Okay. Okay. And I was told very specifically that I was to not get flu shots because of the immune deficiency. Okay. But I do the every six month Ocrevus infusion for the MS. Okay. So during the pandemic, you know, during the hot high peak of the pandemic, I was instructed to get the vaccine in order to get my infusion treatment. And I was reluctant. I really did not feel comfortable getting the vaccine because of what was told to me about not getting flu shots. But Mm -hmm. so I was kind of put in a, you know, a double-edged sword situation. So I went ahead and I got the vaccines. So so, so this, this I think I can straighten out for you. Sure. Uh, a lot of the flu vaccines are live attenuated, right? So there's actual right. virus. And if your immune system isn't functioning right, you can really get the flu. Uh, and the mRNA vaccine for COVID is, is just an mRNA strip. It is, is no, does not really affect it by any immune deficiency. Uh, so, so it wasn't in any way in the same realm as correct, the flu shot. Correct. Okay. And, so, and I think I, I have to look this up, but I think there are ways to take the flu shot that are not live attenuated. Let me see. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Elliot can live attenuated. Uh, that's the, oh, that's right. That's the intranasal one. Let me see here. Let's see. So it's it's really there's some of them that are not live attenuated, I believe. I, I well, was actually I was told that by one of my doctors. Maybe it's different. Maybe you're talking about something different. But I was told that because of the medication I was on for Crohn's disease, I would have to get a flu shot that wasn't the live virus somehow. Right. Same thing. The same thing that yeah. Frankie was told. And I and I'm getting confused about which ones are live and which ones aren't. Uh, so the important thing is you you do the research, check it out. I I. It's looking like the intranasal one is the live attenuated, and other ones may be 
not i'm i'm getting confused myself so i'd have to sit down and read about it for a second um but you know i i think that's what you're running into is this is this differentiation between the kinds of immunizations that are out there again people are less hung up it seems like these days on what you call a vaccine and what you don't it's not a vaccine it's a therapeutic look from from my perspective i've always considered a vaccine vaccine therapy was originally you know designed from cowpoxes right you took the cowpox and you've injected in people generates an immune response so anything that generates an immune response to protect against a specified pathogen that's a vaccination it, it people might call it an immunization they might call it they have other names for it but ultimately that, that's not split hairs it's a it's a vaccine uh dr malone i had dr malone on dot silo didn't we have P dr malone on susan did we have I him on, on one dose. time we oh uh, yeah so we had most of the we've had most of the uh troublemakers on at one time or another because i wanted to hear what they have to say and they're they're very smart guys and they're very good guys and some of the stuff they have points and I, I agreed with and some of it seemed a little far out but we'll see time will tell so um there you go this is uh written uh, written go ahead we, we didn't have malona we had we had mccullough we did not have malona i think about it uh written are you there yeah i'm here how you doing dr drew what where's the what's the written thing all about what's her last name that's oh my, that's, no it's not my last name i thought it was my, uh, it's a nickname my brothers and sisters couldn't make a k sound when they were little uh, so they called me written instead of Kristen. Mm, <laughs> and it's tough it. it's even on my license plate what's happening so, um, i have covid right now is, oh yeah. no nice no i'm fine okay. i i Got vaccinated. I felt like garbage for about a day and a half. Mm -hmm. And I feel fine now. Okay. I'm just, you know, masking. But but my question is a little bit related. So um, I wanted to know if you have heard any updates in the field of fighting and or treating Lyme disease. Because here in the Midwest during the mm. summertime, that's always a very scary, panicky thing. Yeah. So, so we have good treatments for Lyme. The problem is getting going early, right? And then if you get yeah. far advanced Lyme, it's not clear there are treatments. So, yeah. you know, it, it, at least in terms of treating the underlying pathogen with antibiotics, it's more treating the residual immune effects that the, that yeah. the Lyme leaves behind, which is a whole, you know, that's a very complicated field. Yeah, that's what my uh, pediatrician was speaking to me about last summer. Uh, my son got, I found a tick on my son, which mm. was probably one of the grossest things in child rearing that I've ever discovered. Nice. Um, afterwards, they, you know, gave him some antibiotics. I Good. Mean, See, that's, that's my thing. I always wonder why they don't give antibiotics more quickly with a tick bite. Some people will say, take the more conservative position is go, let's just watch, see if you do. The, the rash from the tick bite is called erythema chronica migrans, or mm -hmm. erythema, yeah, erythema migrans chronicum, something like that. Uh, and they wait for the rash. My thing is, like, why wait? Just get the antibiotics are so simple, essentially, touch the cycling, just get it going. Yeah, um, I got them in the next day, and then I had to save the gross tick and put it in my freezer. Nice. So that if he shows symptoms later on, they could actually test the dead tick. So nice. that's gross too. Oh that's, yeah, that's, I, that's the way to deal with this, though. I mean, that you're asking about you know new ways. This that is proper management, and <laughs> so uh, there are different ticks, right, uh, that carry different things. This is, I believe, the Ixodes tick, 
And but there is uh, dermacenter ticks, dermacenter americanus, which are hard ticks. And if you pick them up and drop them on the table, they make a click. And derma, yep. dermacenter americanus carries Rocky Mountain spotted fever, which is uh, quite endemic. And again, why aren't we worrying about that as opposed to monkeypox? I've seen plenty of Rocky Mountain spotted fever. I've been, seen plenty of murine typhus. Way sicker than monkeypox. Way sicker. Yeah. Why aren't we freaking yeah. out about that? Uh, and the, the rats are the vector and the rat fleas, and we're doing nothing to control the rat population. In fact, in California, we're doing everything possible yeah. to make it impossible to control them. So, uh, yeah, let's worry about monkey fox in the meantime. Mon monkey I get fox. to worry about rats and everything else, too. Super. <laughs> good times. Good times. Oh, yeah. The glamour never stops. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. So your kids are good? Yeah, they're great. Uh, okay. None of them have COVID, but dad and I have it. Again, life being unfair. But whatever. Everybody's great. Well, here's the thing that I want everyone to... This is the part I find a little frustrating, is is we talk about the endemicity of this illness, right? It's going to be endemic. We actually hope for it to be endemic. So we want it to be. Mm -hmm. That means everybody gets it eventually. So get used to that idea. And now, good. Yeah. You've got natural immunity, hybrid immunity, I imagine. And that will keep yeah, you covered I, for a while. I'm I think so. The only part that stinks is because they have members of the family who were tested positive for COVID. Mm. Like they're not allowed to go to summer camps and all that stuff because of worries about transmission. So that they're sucks. a little bummed, that but sucks. they'll get over it. We'll find something else to do. All right. Talk so. soon. Talk soon. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 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 Joshua, let's get you up here. We got more calls to go. Still going. Go ahead. Hey. Um, so I want to talk about narcissism again. Imagine that. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's still very interesting um, in our culture. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, um, I know you've, you've written a book on celebrity narcissism and, um, I know Adam likes to talk about it a lot, Adam mm. Carolla. Mm. And, um, and I feel like it still needs to be talked about. I think at least there needs to be a show on narcissism or something like that. You know, like there needs to be something that can focus on it primarily because I think we can put in all of what we're experiencing in that category. I'm not saying that we're all narcissistic. I'm just saying that I feel like it's something that really accounts for a lot of our mental pain, even yeah. just anxiety and yeah. depression. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. And so and our relationship you know, problems and our family problems and then the traumatization of the kids and it's all it all leads there. Yeah. Everything. And so my my yeah. thoughts on it today Real are House like someone says something very funny. Uh, Lima the Will or Lima the Will says, uh, yeah, and Real Housewives. <laughs> it leads to Real Housewives. It's true. It's very true. But go ahead, right. finish your so, thought. Well, it's sort of like we're using social media to um promote our narcissistic selves in a oh, way. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and if you read Dave McCraney's stuff, his point is that we we put these opinions into these buckets and no one addresses some of the the cognitive distortions. You know, normally humans are at their best when they're challenging one another's arguments or positions. There's Dave McCraney's book How Minds Change. And he said that thus far on social media one of the big problems is there's none of that back and forth. There's just boom, there's just this silos. And so opinions get more out there, more more less real, less less accurate. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think that the, you know the trouble there, the roadblock, obviously with the narcissist is no one's going to love the narcissist more than himself. 
but also no one's going to hate the narcissist more than himself. Yep. And we never, we never forget that there's hate directed at the self for the narcissist as well. Correct. And, and, and let me and just, this is a very dark place for the narcissist. Oh yeah. And they, and they have trouble even accessing it. It's so painful for them. But, but I will say, this is the one thing I kept pointing out about Amber Heard, which is yes. Uh, you know, Amber Heard and Don, Johnny Depp did us a, a service. They did us a, a you know, a, a, what do you call it? A, uh, did us a favor in any event. They, they told us, they showed us, first of all, what people with certain kinds of pathologies get into, how messy it is, how much it is not all one way or all the other. It's a very messy back and forth. And how people distort things. Johnny Depp's distorting because he's loaded or in withdrawal. Amber, Amber Heard distorting because she has diagnosed personality disorder and that borderline and histrionic disorder necessarily is associated with distortions of experience. She will have, you know, I'll pick up this bobblehead and she'll go, why did you throw that bobblehead against the wall? I saw you do that and believe it, not, not lying, believe it. And then lay it down as a memory that is even often more amplified in a sort of, again, sort of victim posture because that's what borderline is feeling. But although borderlines project out, and so do narcissists, all this, all this misery that people are raining down on one another right now is 100% projection and projective identification. And oftentimes, the very thing they're accusing other people of is the very thing they do themselves. However, the individual who's engaged in all that projection and who makes other people feel misery is even more miserable. That's the thing that I want people to understand. Amber Heard is, is miserable and is worthy of our compassion. And that misery and then the self-hate and the loathing and the shame they feel as they see themselves engaging in the same behaviors that they called out so-called in another person. It's a bad dynamic. It's not, it's not a good way to go forward. We have to come back from this. The one um, I was talking to Megan Dom today, who has a new podcast. Um, shoot. Caleb, help me with Megan Dom's. She has the Unspeakable podcast, and she has a new one, like uh, something, The Steps of Hell or something is the new podcast. Uh, but anyway, I was telling her that, you know, one of the pieces of good news is that cluster B personalities, borderline narcissist, histrionic, sociopath, uh, particularly borderline, get better in the fourth and fifth decade of life, 40s, 50s. The symptoms, the, the reality starts to come in, and people start to get better regulated, able to manage their emotions and hostility more. So there there may be a natural improvement in some of this stuff, and reality itself has a way of creeping in. So a here's the deal. we got to take a little hell. break for a special place in hell. That's it. The special place in hell is Megan Dom's new podcast. So we're going to take a little break here uh, for our friends at Genucel. I was at dinner last night, and we were talking about how much we like Genucel, and I told Susan, I go, you know, it's the only moisturizing cream I can use that doesn't make me break out. And what did you say? You should tell everybody that. I, I, I couldn't believe I hadn't. I kept saying. Yeah, it does not exist in the world, but yeah. this, they happen to have a product that Drew can use. Yeah. Well, the under the bag one, the under the bags of the egg, we both like that one. But I the like actual the moisture. Oops. Oh, that's my phone. Sorry. Okay. Go Sorry, ahead. I was listening on my phone in the ah, other room. Good. Um, no, and you know, I like the products too. I'm I have like a little scar under my eye, mm -hmm. and I've been using the whitening gel, and it's really been helping. Great. So, um, and then all the other stuff really goes well together. I like it. So do support the people who support us here. We'll uh, hear a little bit about it right now. I think we have found the holy grail of skincare. Genucel has absolutely changed, certainly my skincare regimen. 
I like that vitamin C serum, the under eye creams, skin nourishing primer. Susan loves the eyelash enhancers, uses it on her eyebrows as well. GenuCell has everything to make us both feel and look amazing. Best part, the quality of the products. Using pure ingredients like antioxidants, copper peptides, and a proprietary calendula flower base, GenuCell knows how to formulate products to perfection without irritation. For Susan Sheets, that annoying dry area under nose during allergy season, like right here, she tried everything, but no matter what, the skin is flaky and dry. Nothing seemed to help until she started using GenuCell's Silky Smooth XV Moisturizer. It soaked right into the skin. She was hooked after one use and now loves all of their products as well. Every single product is developed by a pharmacist, making sure that all the ingredients are safe and effective. Right now, you can try GenuCell's most popular collection of products and see what I'm talking about for yourself. Go to GenuCell.com and enter code DREW for 10% off. That is G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, and the code is D-R-E-W. All right. Hey, Drew, do you get those little dry patches around your nose like I do? I do not. But why, don't, why don't you tell them about that particular thing that bothers you? I don't know why so I get that. I don't I don't know. Well, you've been using the GenuCell stuff to improve it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they also have a retinol cream that I use. I really ah, like that one too. Good. And then the the they have a all the eye treatments I really like. And then the the red it's the red cream, right? That's the, the one I like. Yeah, that's the the, the, the like. Chamonix, I think. Oh yeah, like that, that stuff works. Chamonix. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. works. Yeah, the yeah, anti redness. Yeah, you have pretty red skin. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. all natural. It just it goes on really well under your makeup. It's it's uh, it's a good value. I mean, I use pretty expensive stuff. I go to the dermatologist and buy stuff, but but I'm I'm pretty convinced that this is the same type of uh, product, but also you know healthy. So people and just, it's a good deal. We're I mean, just trying to figure out what came out of my ears. Those are just these are just headphones, everybody. They, 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 they couldn't. <laughs> An alien just came out yeah, of your just ears. Pull them out for a second. Just so they have a package you, you can get that's normally like four hundred, five hundred dollars. It's one hundred sixty nine dollars. You okay. save sixty six percent. So, so head on over, use the uh, code Dr. Drew, and you'll get an additional ten percent off or something, right, Caleb? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, go to genucell.com slash Drew and just use the code Drew for ten percent off. I, you know what? I, you don't need the Drew. You can just, well, you can do that too. But, um, yeah. So right. check it out, everybody. Help us, you know. Keep this boat afloat. This pirate ship a-going. This is, um, and and keep Susan and, and Caleb employed. This is uh, <laughs> Will, Will Ryan? Will Ryan. Will and, Ryan. Uh, first of all, uh, yeah, thank you. First of all, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually made some lifestyle changes because I've been listening to After Dark because of you. Great. Uh, specifically quitting smoking and stuff. Good but for you, I, man. My, th thank you so much. Uh, long time listener. Anyway. I was kind of, I have a couple questions that are a little nuts and bolts, but it's actually really specific. Doctors I see that I've seen have been dismissive of what I would say are my own health concerns. Okay. Uh, and they come because like when I, when you come in for the first time after looking into your own health, right, I yep. quit smoking, my anxiety's high. I have like, you know, bad shoulder, swollen lymph nodes, uh, all that kind of stuff. I had them run some blood work on me, and I don't handle uh, needles very well. Okay. So I've been bruising pretty aggressively here from where they took it. And then when they sent over my results, they told me everything is fine. But then when I read it, I have out of range. Well, uh, let's go over it. Let, let's go over it. Okay. It's actually specifically I'm a 0.6 out of range, at like 8.7 for my protein and 0.5 over for my albumin. 
Yeah. And uh, don't, don't I, I don't worry, know what for, they for a young is. for a young person those tend to kind of run a little high. So that again the the normal range is for all ages. So to be a little bit high is not a big deal. You might even be okay. a little bit dehydrated, but but probably not. So the little See, a now, tiny bit high is no big deal. With the dehydration thing, actually, uh, so before that, I had had juice and had pretty severe, like a uh, cold pressed juice. Mm. I don't really drink it that often, mm. but I was worried about my health, trying to get okay. some extra vitamins Good. in me. Good. Had pretty aggressive diarrhea in the doctor's office there before and during that uh, okay. blood work and stuff. Okay. That being said, Good I hadn't times. eaten. <laughs> Good not, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, that being said, though, uh, with that, with drinking something like that and not having eaten, would that bring my protein levels down that they were tracking like i because i'm really prone to like looking stuff up online given that my uncle's a doctor i like to just question yeah. ask him questions yeah, but yeah of course I, i'm not sure mean, the the only thing you really have to concern yourself with is the the total protein minus the albumin right the, this the the amount above the albumin you might you know you can kind of focus on that but it, that's going to be okay too i'm sure uh, none, none of that, you know, albumin and protein levels, you know, total protein, not something we really concern ourselves with with young people unless it's way out of line. Okay, so like, uh, like three over or three and a half over, is that something that I should? Because again, they just. Uh, well, I'm not sure what I units you're using. Just a bunch of stuff. I, I told, uh, what I, units are you using? I, what? What? Uh, so I want to say it's uh, G slash DO, and it's H on the ends of both of these. And, and, what, and what is the? What's the normal range of and what they gave you? Uh, 6.1 to 8.1 for the protein and, and 3.6 to 5.1 for the albumin. Okay. And the yeah. albumin is 5.6 and the protein is 8.7. Okay. Yeah, that, that is, that is, I think that's more, I just re, I would just recheck it. Probably hydration, something like that. I, I, I really, it doesn't speak of anything in particular. Um, okay. You know, I would just, I would just repeat it in th four months, something like that. Just make sure it's not, you know, the, the only thing you, there's other stuff that can get in there with the, you know, the ratio of the total protein to the albumin, but it, you're normal there. You're normal. So, okay. okay what th else? Thank you so that's much. That's it. That's all you had. That's the only thing. Well, because of the like fatigue and everything else, and they ran everything for me at once, you know, I haven't, again, hadn't been to the doctor in about eight years uh, at this point. So, uh, How old I you? came in with that long list. How old are you? It was uh, 27. And you, do you actually have lymph nodes? Could the doctor find the lymph nodes? Yep. Uh, they could feel them in my throat and under my jaw and on my neck. And I, I'm a little, I, I'm, and you're very, very fatigued. I, I mean, I would say so. I usually drink coffee a fair amount too, uh, and keep myself up. But again, I'm prone to sleeping for a long time or feeling pretty tired. And is that something uh, new for you? Not particularly no, but, uh, I mean, in the last, I would say I have, would have seen like probably an increase in the last like year or so. So here, here's what I always worry about. It, I, my bet is they sort of pushed you off as, ah, you're anxious. Don't worry. Blah, blah, blah. That, that's the worst thing a doctor can do is, is miss something that's really there and attribute everything to anxiety. I mean, did they give you at least a follow up to come back very soon? Actually, no. Uh, I'm moving to Arizona because I just got into a uh, university out there. And that's kind of why I'm so concerned, because I'm making a big investment in my tuition, going out of state, getting into the engineering program out there. It's going to be really yeah. expensive. No, and you, I don't want to have to start treatment for like multiple myeloma, which no, is you, what I No, no, no. You, you don't have myeloma. You don't have myeloma. Okay, you don't have that. Uh, and I understand why you freaked out. You, you're reading about serum proteins, but that, that's, not what, that's not what this is. You, I imagine, did you get a CBC? Yes. And that was normal? Yep. 
okay. that's what they that's why they were dismissive of it is that yeah. what that's what they told me initially well I, you know there can be weird shit i mean you can get lyme disease you can have a kind of there are weird infectious diseases that can cause fatigue and swollen glands and I, at least you ought to be watched by someone just to and if you are anxious all the more reason you should be watched until you can be fully reassured and, and feel like you're in proper care and not spinning, you know, spinning on your own. So I, I would, where do you get your doctor from? How did you, how did you find a doctor? Uh, it's actually a cash clinic that I had found. Uh, my mother had kind of put me in contact with cause she was going to, because I'm, again, I'm in between health insurances mm. because of my age and then switching university and college. Right, I haven't so gotten set up with what, the ASU stuff. All right. Get set up at ASU and get proper care. I mean, get, get it going. And and uh, it, let somebody follow those lymph nodes, follow your fatigue, and and make sure it's nothing. Okay. Okay. Thank thank you, you again, Doctor Drew. Okay. Yeah. Just you, even if it is anxiety, you need to be reassured what's going on here. I I don't like that. I don't like when people are just sort of put put off that way. Uh, you, but again, he went to a cash clinic, and so it's probably minimal care kind of thing. Timothy, what's going on? Unmute yourself, Timothy. There's a microphone in the lower left-hand corner of your screen. There's you a little to, leg, so they have, have to, to click figure it out. That. Hello. Yeah, there Hello. You are. Can you hear me? I do. What's hey. happening? Hey, Timothy. Hey. Man, I've been trying to get a hold of you. I love your show. Like, I was, um, like, at the beginning of COVID in 2020, I was about ready to jump off the bridge because I was so freaked out by watching CNN. Yep. But anyway, you, you, you talked to me off. You'll get, get me... You know, that was our goal. That was our goal is to collectively get in here and make sense of stuff and stop with the craziness. My God, yes. was that crazy? Yes. Ooh. But okay. So like I didn't get the vaccine and mm. because my mom's an anti-vaxxer, I live with her. I'm 37 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm like a fit dude, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, I weigh, I weigh 176, but I got COVID cause I work at a grocery store, a very popular one, by the way, Good. I got COVID June 6th. Okay. And I was hit with the nar. I thought I had food poisoning. Mm. I was throwing up for like all night yeah. on June 6th, like violently, like projectile. Yeah. And then I, I thought it was food poisoning, but then my symptoms weren't going away. You know, like I, I was having like lots of aches and pains, extreme fatigue. And yeah, now COVID. I'm on, yeah, I'm on day, th I'm on week three yeah. of this. And yeah. I, I had a really, 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 really bad anxiety disorder mm. before this, undiagnosed, untreated. Mm. And now that I'm, you know, I'm three weeks into this virus and I'm waking up with extreme, extreme fatigue and mm. like very slow breathing. I've been to the doctor many times and they say, your lungs are clear, your Good. lungs are fine, Good. you know. Good. But, but, um, mm. it's just the symptoms, man. They won't go away. And, and like, I, I just wake up in misery every day. So there are options. Um, there are three things to kind of think about. One is uh, fluvoxamine helped me. And, and uh, Steve Kirsch had some good studies that showed it can help people. So fluvoxamine is something that is out there. I, I've, I've given it to people where they've had no effect, and I've given it to people where they've had good effect. So I, it's not a panacea, but fluvoxamine is an option for these longer haul type symptoms. How can I how can I get get the hold of that and how how much does it cost? It's very cheap. It's, it's dollar, oh. dollars. Um, what? Yeah, okay. it's, it's an old medicine. It's a it's a generic available. Uh, I I would talk to your doctor and see if you can convince him or her that this is something you'd like to try. It's I I fifty milligrams or hundred milligrams twice a day. That's that's all you got to do. 
So the other thing is some people are using Paxlovid, which is the antiviral in obviously earlier, probably wouldn't have used it in your case, but sometimes when things lag on, they will try Paxlovid. And mm-hmm. the, the other thing is to get onto the website covidlonghaulers.com. I already signed up and they wanted they wanted money from me for tests. Oh. They wanted like $300 or something uh, like that. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh was there any guidance uh, other than that? Was there any way to get any sort of anything? I couldn't figure it out. I mean, this is the first time I figured out how to get on your show and be able to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God. Mm. It's really good to talk to you, man. Like I've, you know, I feel like a, my my whole family thinks that this is all anxiety. And I was actually, I've been to the emergency room like three times. I've been to my primary car doctor three times and like somebody at the emergency room per, for my anxiety, because I have such crazy anxiety, uh, prescribed me lorazepam. Yeah. Uh, 0.5 milligrams, but I'm scared to take it with COVID because I'm worried it's going to slow my breathing down or something when I'm sleeping um, and I'm going to like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. I'm very, that's really not going to happen. Your your body will push through that, but but you know, I mean, it really is a very short term solution. How many pills did they give you? They gave me two point five milligrams, and my okay. whole family is right. trying to get me to take it to calm mm-hmm. the hell down. Yeah, you know, I I get that you have anxiety and you have COVID symptoms. You can have both. It's possible to have both, dude. And so the fact that they're putting it all on anxiety seems wrong headed to me. Because um, uh, everything you're describing is so sort of typical of how the COVID goes, and yes, people are on on um, restream. The lorazepam is uh, Ativan. Yes, that's what that is. So, and hmm. like, I'm having like my insight. Like every time I eat, my symptoms come on. Every time I rest and sleep, my and I wake up, my symptoms are there. Like yesterday, I had to go home from work. I was on my second day back to work, and I. I woke up, I ate breakfast, really healthy breakfast, like oatmeal, two eggs, yeah. some potatoes. Went to work, you know, I felt shitty, whatever. Yeah. And then I, I, I had to eat at work because I work at a grocery store and they work me into the ground. Yeah. And um, I ate like like just a really healthy fish with uh, ratatouille and wild rice. And like there were some rich sauces in there and acidity stuff. And that just, I started having burning pains all mm-hmm. in my stomach mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like, extreme extreme heartburn i've been taking pepsid ac because it seems to calm it down but anytime and i'm about to go pick up prilosec and gotta cut the spices out yeah cut no spices prilosec will cut this all off so your doctor gave you prilosec right are you going to go get it yeah i'm I'm about to go get it from walgreens yeah i'm about to go get it from walgreens and i have bentil too a prescription for bentil for my abdominal cramps because Yesterday I got, I, I went to the ER, I drove myself to the ER with extreme stomach pains, like yeah. burning, burning, burning. Yeah, and my, yeah. my insides were just a mess. Oh. And they, mm. I got a CT scan, yeah. you know, and they were, they didn't see anything, yeah. you know? Do you take any aspirin or Advil or any of those sorts of medicines? I, I, I took a ibuprofen for my, for my inflammation, tried for my inflammation mm. and, um, it made my body numb. I'm also a recovering alcoholic. I mm. quit in 20, 20, Isn't 2012. Isn't ibuprofen bad for your stomach? Yes. So I want to point out that the ibuprofen and aspirin may have been what triggered stomach. all this stuff. But well, I didn't. I only took I only took ibuprofen one pill one time, and okay. I didn't like it. It made me feel sick. And okay. then I took ty- two Tylenol. And is and, Tylenol uh, bad too? No, Tylenol's fine. Uh, Advil not great for alcoholics, but not forbidden. It's just don't you don't take it for very long, um, yeah. and. Mm, goodness gracious 
I, I don't think anybody's getting at your, I mean, part of the, the problem is there's not a lot to be done for long COVID, but I, I, you know, if, do you if, think I'm going to make it? Oh, I lost yeah. 17. Oh no, you're going to make 17, it. You're going to make it. I lost 17, you're going to get better. Timothy, you're going to get better. I, the, the, I lost 17 pounds. I Jeez. hear you. You, you're going to get better. The question is I how much. How much diet. <laughs> the question is how much misery until you get there. You're going to get better. So the other thing is it's good that you're going to work. It's good that you you got to really keep exercising. That's a very important part of of what you need keep to do. Moving. So keep moving. Keep moving. Keep. You don't think I'm going to have a stroke? No, you're not going to have a stroke. You're not going to have a stroke. <laughs> hey you're, Drew, you're, how'd you do after eating garlic last night at dinner? Good. It hey. was nothing, right? Uh, no, not nothing. Drew has the same problem. He can't eat anything with spice. You can eat, you know, salt and pepper and And sometimes I can't I can't strangely. use it's garlic. I can't use, you know, you have to look at your diet and cut out like anything that will irritate your stomach, you know. Yeah, yeah. but then then I I feel like I have no energy cuz I feel I like know. I'm eating rabbit food, you yeah. know. No, you got to no. eat. You got to eat. You got to yeah, eat. Yeah, but so, the spices are not going to that doesn't make any difference. So like, so the it, way I would approach this No Thai food, if, if no we Mexican were, food, no, you if, know, just eat like steak and potatoes If, like if we were working together, yes, I'd really focus on systematic exercise, better nutrition. We would try fluvoxamine and if that failed literally in a few days, I would probably try Paxlovid. So that would be sort of how I would approach things and give it a, you know, talk to your doctor about it. Yeah, you, do you have a doctor? Do you have somebody you can actually talk to? When did he have? Yeah, COVID? but she's really hard. I've seen her twice, but she's really hard to get a hold of and she's always busy and she takes weeks. I, she just, yeah. Oh, another thing is my first 20 days of having COVID, mm -hmm. I only managed to sleep like two to four hours a night. So I was out of my mind, like anxiety. I was driving my family crazy. Because, I was driving my family. Sorry for laughing, but because because you were afraid oh, I, it was going to kill you or something. What, what was the anxiety from? Yeah, well, because I I didn't want to go to sleep because I would wake up and my insides would feel like just disgusting. Like my lungs were really slow to breathe and achy, and like my 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 digestives was all achy, and I was crippling crippled fatigue like crippling yeah i know and I know. yeah and i didn't want so i decided i didn't want i i was scared to go to sleep because i didn't want to wake up and feel like that because it would take me so long to get going yeah every yeah. day you know the, the pain is is one of the the pain and the fatigue are two absolute characteristics of, of covid so all right i hope you feel better H have you seen a gastroenterologist has anybody sent you to a specialist no, I just had a CT scan yesterday where they hooked, they pl yeah, plugged an IV you, in the dye. You don't go to urgent care or ERs. That that's not where you get systematic, thoughtful, through line care. You need to go to you, an internist. Yeah, you got to go to an internist and then get the subspecialty care with the gastroenterologist. You, you really need somebody to be. Same thing I was telling the other guy. Some, somebody to look after you. Somebody to this. This is not good healthcare. You need somebody to pay attention, be thinking about these things, and systematically taking you through some sort of workup and treatment. Okay, you're gonna yeah. be fine, but in the meantime, this misery is sort of not acceptable. It's not easy to find, Drew. But when I when I when I don't eat the acidic <laughs> foods like pizza and just normal food that mm -hmm. I would normally eat, mm -hmm. like like my respiratory symptoms seem to go away, but my stomach issues come up, come back. Mm -hmm. And then and then, but when I eat healthy, when I eat like cans of unsalted tuna, low sodium stuff, oatmeal and stuff like that, then my respiratory symptoms come back. So it's like, but don't worry, like a, don't worry about your lungs. They, you, they're clear. You're speaking clearly in full sentences without uh, having any air hunger. You're able to work hard at work. Don't worry about your lungs. 
the, okay. the, the problem is the fatigue. The I problem can see is the this GI. guy taking Paxlovid, though, and getting that metal taste in his mouth. Yeah, he might. My mom My mom wanted me to take ivermectin because... <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, and then there's a case to be made maybe for monoclonal antibodies. Maybe they, and, he should talk to Yo. I w- that's what I would like him to do. But, but he oh, already... God, I, yeah, he I'm in the Bay over. Area. He already I'm in went San- over I'm in- there. Well, he's in Newark. Why, why don't you... Oh. Mm. I'm in Santa Clara. I'm in Santa Clara. He has a website called COVID Long No, he was there, but they wanted him to pay to, to get on. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it costs money. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't oh, yeah, have money. I can't say it's for I'm a grocery store worker. I got car payments and stuff. No, you know, I, I, got, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. Mm. Oh, Timothy, Timothy, I hate these stories because they're, they're, it's just a symptom of just bad health care more than anything. If, some, if somebody was holding you and watching yeah, but, you, you'd feel less out of control. But not everybody is studying COVID-19 recovery techniques. Like you go to your doctor, they're, they're doing a lot of different kinds of medicines. You're right. It's so new. You're right. Another crazy thing is, is I was violently throwing up mm. in the room across, the, across from my older brother where he lives because mm. he lives next door to me mm-hmm. and he didn't get sick. He mm-hmm. didn't get COVID. Okay. My mom didn't get COVID. And how, how does that work? I was around both of them very That's sick. Good. Nobody, I, I, uh, I got COVID, I got alpha, back, you know, the original COVID back in a year and a half ago and uh, gave it to, everyone was around me. Uh, I had drinks with Adam Carolla the night, the night I got sick and uh, no, nothing. Nobody got sick except one of my sons. One of my sons got it and nobody else did. I was around everybody. Uh, and so uh, weird, a friend of mine got active COVID on a plane, a long plane flight last week. And she didn't give it to anybody, so it's it's hard to know. Listen, Tim, I, I got to move on, but I maybe I I hate you to hear the say, desperation in his. I know, his voice. I, I know. You, you, is, there, is there a is there a way I can like re-listen to all to this this episode so I can listen to everything, all the advice you told me? Yes. Because I really Caleb, yes. yeah. you Caleb? can find yes. it at the link at drdrew.tv. Is that where the link is, Caleb? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah. If you just go to drdrew.tv, it'll be there. Uh, you'll see it'll be the date of today's show. Um, you can see it this says, also on well, Drew's YouTube channel. It has a banner of Tyrus on it. What, are I'm going to change it. that banner? Okay, it's just going to say Ask Dr. Drew, and it, it'll be on, he'll have, is that one that, or you can like go to YouTube, find the latest YouTube episode, as well as um, you could do Twitch. I don't know if you do Twitch, but, and, and um, Timothy, or Facebook. Here's the deal. You can call call us back. Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're sort of going to be on a little hiatus, but we'll be back next week. And just call us back, and and you can send any questions over to Susan. At she'll she'll see the uh, email at contact at drdrew.com. Contact at drdrew.com. And uh, Susan, the people. The, Maybe you should have fluvoxamine. That's what I told him. He sounds a little anxious. Maybe that'll help. His, it, if it, he has like an it, OCD thing going on too. Absolutely, might help more than just his COVID. That's exactly correct. That's a Steve Kirsch remedy. And and I did tell him that. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. I, and we talked about taking 50 milligrams twice a day or 100 twice a day. And uh, um, the, the yeah, but he's got to get a doctor to prescribe. It. Yeah, Correct. don't don't give up hope on that. I had to go through five yeah. or six different doctors before I found the amazing doctor that would take our call at 2 a.m. at his home line and save my life mm-hmm. by making me go to the hospital mm-hmm. when I was in denial. So it, it takes a bit of yeah. time, but when you <laughs> find them, do yeah. not lose your best doctor once you find that person. So maybe he should look on the back of his insurance card and find a doctor. He, he should. He should give his doctor one more shot to see if she responds and, and give her a chance. Yeah, it's and hard. If, and if she's not responsive, then yes, you have to see somebody else. Um, and Susan, they're calling for you over at Rumble in the chat. The yeah, Rum- 
They're they're wondering why you're not there. I'm the I'm Rumble watching Rams. you guys. Okay. Yeah, I happens. I have a quick question. Know. Yeah. So those free yep. COVID tests that people were able to get from COVID.gov are those still yep. those still reporting accurate results even with all the new variants and everything? As far as I know, I've not seen any any abnormality with that, any problem with that. Sure. Okay. Okay, good. Why, I just, why is there... we've, been, we've been feeling a little sick the past few days, and so we did a COVID test mm. uh, two days ago, and it came back negative. Like very, There was not even a slight bit of a line on it. So You have in, to wait three days, though, to find out. Yeah, it can, you know, three to five oh. days before you convert many times. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay, don't take so it the first two again. days. It's a waste of a, of a it, it, test. It, the, Omicron has been weird. It's been sort of all over the place with when people convert. I'm like... I had Omicron. I never had a positive <laughs> we, test, but the, I gave it to everybody. Yeah, so we got it. We got it at the Dave Navarro thing, and then Shelly got it. Drew got it. Well, he got sick. Remember, we got that like laryngitis, and he was mm-hmm. coughing, couldn't mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, I don't have it." And he kept taking tests, and they, he did it like the first two days. He didn't do it the third day. No, I did it like the fourth and fifth day. I did, I did several tests. I did a bunch of tests, and, and then, just kept and then we were about we were going to New York, mm-hmm. and my kids wanted to have steak dinner with us and they had, it was waiting at that. And they waited for us. We all sat down at the table and Drew had a snotty rag in his hand. He was coughing into his hand and he gave it to all of us. <laughs> Cause he didn't that, know he had it. That's how I knew I had it. I yeah. never, never had a positive test. <laughs> and then so. I flew to New York with a scratchy throat. I was like, Oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, got to New York and I had it. I didn't take the test for three days though. I waited. I didn't waste the first two days worth of test. So, you know, and it spreads. Except Paulina, who got it later and gave it to none of us, ex- even after having exposed all of us. Yeah, but we it had weird. it already. We had I, it. I understand, in, but you think we? I think I would at least get a mild something. No. You guys have all been boosted up. I, Listen, she stayed in her bedroom the whole time. I was the only one delivering food to her. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't get it because I always wear two masks, and I just I don't know. I just one, I don't care if I get one it. One well-fitting N95 is effective. I you know what? I just grabbed whatever was around okay. me. But she she was in bed for five days. She took Paxlovid, and mm-hmm. she was better in five days. Mm-hmm. But she had she was really asleep, and she felt like dog do. Yeah. So she literally like just didn't come out of the room for five days, yeah. which is no big deal for her because she likes doing that. <laughs> it was hard for me to sit in a oh, in yeah. a in a New York apartment for five days and wait to get to go out and do something. But, you know, okay, it wasn't that so, big a deal. It was like a, it was just like a bad, like. So Leopold, as always, coming up with the, the challenging questions. Has my opinion changed on travel and COVID? Also, what about Israel high hospitalization, even though they are most anti-vaxxed on the planet? That is one of the question marks right now. There you are. Uh, so uh, we know that the vaccines presently don't prevent COVID. They don't prevent transmission of COVID. They seem to prevent more serious complications of COVID. The Israel data is challenging that notion, so we don't know for sure. But the one thing I would say is we have good treatments. People should not be getting be hospitalized these days. Uh, that, that to me that means somebody didn't get treatments going soon enough um, in situations where they should have. So I'm not quite sure what to make of that high, high hospitalization rate in Israel yet. But I, I was aware of that, Leopold. And so thank you for bringing up that challenging issue. Uh, let's see. Got three. Mm-mm. And regarding air travel and COVID, like I said, I had someone, a friend, on a 10-hour flight who uh, got active COVID and gave it to no one. 
and the the airplane seems to be one of the safest places you can be the airport may not be as safe as the plane so if people want to protect themselves you yeah can but you can have covid and on. not be shedding a virus because it doesn't even show up on no a test. severe covid like that is, is you're gonna have it. you're gonna have yeah. yeah um but but the i'm assuming she wore a mask uh, masks were required on that plane, but masks don't protect other people. I cannot they say don't? that strong. No. I thought they do. They protect you. Oh. oh my God, Susan, you've said, heard me say this a thousand times. So I'm going to say it was a the thousand opposite. and one. I'm, you know, so, so the I don't, mask, I don't really well care. N95 will protect you. <laughs> when a doctor goes in a room with an infected patient, he or she puts on the mask. Oh, okay. We don't put the mask on the patient. We put the mask so on ourselves. Funny. Yeah. And, and I, mask for, is well-fitting I mask was watching people you. in South Pasadena walking around with masks on yesterday in 100 but degree they had, and they weather. Had paper masks on, which do I nothing. Thought, okay, first of all, who does that in 100 degree weather? And if, COVID dies in the heat, right? The it the outside, it just doesn't in, in circulating air. It just not does not transmit. But again, putting that N95 mask on will protect you. But if you take it off to eat or you don't have it on perfectly, it doesn't work. And the paper masks do very little, if nothing. And so, this is <laughs> this is what we know now. It's and called virtue signaling. I, and so I don't. I get confused when they start putting masks on little kids. It just doesn't. Make I couldn't sense believe to me. it. I, everybody had a mask yeah. in the on the street. Corey H, like you weird. have early repolarization on EKG. Uh, you might need an electrophysiology study. The early early repolarization is associated with things like Wolf Parkinson White syndrome. So check that out. Um, and definitely, sort of, you don't want to get atrial fibrillation when you have a repolarization track. So, or a bypass track, as we call it. All right, so we got to wrap things up here. We appreciate y'all being here. Sorry that we couldn't get Tyrus uh, wrangled yeah, out of the courtroom. Poor Tyrus. We will reschedule him. He's not the one who has a problem. He's but just, I enjoy taking calls from you guys. I really enjoy talking to you. Situation. Uh, I, I, I leave um, disturbed. I, I hate that feeling when I can't help somebody who's desperate for help, like Timothy. I know he sounded so desperate. Yeah, and it makes me feel bad. You and, know what? And, I was desperate too the other day, and I really appreciate it because you figure shit out. You get to the bottom of it. Like I went to bed and I had a backache and I woke up and I had an infection according to your brain. So you were actually right. You had. Mesen and I look like a genius when I typed out the situation to my doctor mm -hmm. and uh, you were right. Mesenteric paniculitis with bilateral pleural effusions due to beta hemolytic strep. Craziness. <laughs> That doesn't happen anymore because people put on antibiotics. I can so open my jaw again, Drew. Yep. So it's good news for yep. everybody. Don't stop the antibiotics. Finish the antibiotics. Okay? I can open yeah. my mouth and put food in. Did he it's say nice. how long to go? Did your doctor? Ten days. Yeah, ten days. Oh, I have to take it. I didn't take it this morning because I was fasting. So I'm going to go take it. I'm miss... supposed to take your medicines even on fasting I'm... days. Well, I didn't know because I. <laughs> I know, you, but I was taking a blood test. I, you, I could just have you go. Oh, you're not supposed to put anything in your stomach when you get a well, blood. Well, I saw I'll you drank right coffee with cream also. So no, I didn't. I, I made it, and then I went. Oops, and then I made a black okay. one. All right, good. Yeah, I know. I fucked up. I, All right. I went straight for. I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, let's see, I was tired. It was six o'clock in the morning. I know. Uh, thank you, Tom Cigars. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Was anything else on the restream? I'm gonna go over to Rumble and see what you guys are talking about. Well, even uh, though Tyrus didn't show up, about Timothy. even though he couldn't make he it, is. I wanted to show this because it's pretty amazing how well his book is doing right now. That's This Great. is from Publishers Weekly showing that so far it's wow. sold. This is just the reported yeah. hardcover copies of his memoir. Last week sold so over 24,000 24, copies. Or? Last week alone. 
That's a total of over wow. 73,000, like 72,000. And that also means oh, that his book, so cool. even though James Patterson's memoir just came out, he's still ranking two steps higher in sales than James Patterson, which is, that's wild. That's, that's, so that's amazing. Books, really amazing. I've had books, that, but it is great, but I've had books that sold 70,000 and you still haven't sold through their advance. Oh, they, oh they, yeah. They really hold I you hope to you a very go high standard. Um, yeah, but they hold you, they really have to sell He's a such lot a great guy. Books. He, you know what? He wrote it himself too. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. so that's what's incredible. Get the book, Sport Tires. We did a great interview with him the last time he was here and his, his mic was all messed up and the sound was really terrible. So it's not in podcast form, but he tells a story if you can suffer through the sound. Um, on our okay. YouTube let channel. Me, let me address the the um, the uh, Rumble people. Rococoro. Doctors do not... Doctors only wear a mask to protect themselves when they go into a room with an infectious disease or when they have a surgical field below them and they don't want their saliva to get out with all the bacteria, not viruses, bacteria in our mouth into the surgical field. Or if there's somebody on something called reverse isolation, where reverse isolation, then we mask everybody because we can't get you know we can't get the patient exposed to anything because they have no immune system. That's reverse isolation. That's different, and the, and doctors do wear a mask in that situation as well. So the the idea that doctors wear masks to not infect patients, not true. Not true. It depends on... There are many different infection control mechanisms that, that people use with masking and gloving and gown, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you know why I like wearing a mask is if I sneeze because I always have allergies. If people look at me, they don't give me the stink eye. Right, because your sneeze... One of the ladies gave me the stink eye walking into the uh, into a shop that because I didn't have a mask on. She had a mask on and she just look, gave me that look like, where's your mask? I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask, you know? Yeah. Sorry. Where was this? In South Pasadena, we were oh, walking yeah. to dinner. I oh, was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, you that was so weird. I know. Well, we live in a very What weird have we done place. to people? What have we done to them? <laughs> We've turned them into frightened natives. I, mean, I can't wait to go to Austin where I don't have to worry about getting um, the dirty I, I like that our Rumble crowd is reading the data. I can tell that they're looking at the studies and they're reading these things on their own, and that's good. Um, but you know, people that are wearing masks outdoors are we love you, Rumble Crowd. Scared natives, scared You're natives. I, we, I deep feel, thinkers over there. I feel so bad for those people. I think, what have, what have we done to them? What have we done to people? I don't know. We made so, us all pussies. Uh oh, watch out, everybody. Susan's uh, loose lips. It's true. Uh, it's me. I can't help it. I'm. I can say it. I'm not a doctor. All right, fair enough. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. Uh, Off thank- to Austin tomorrow. Going to do doctor. Dr. Yeah. Drew, after dark, make yep. sure you uh, catch up on the latest episodes. Or Please do. Check that out. Go suffer the heat. And do they subscribe for that? Is that what yes. Is? You can subscribe on uh, Your Mom's House. Okay. Uh, you can find it on Your Mom's House podcast at YouTube. And you can also subscribe on Spotify and Stitcher and, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. You, but you can't subscribe on you our website? On Apple. On our website? You, find, oh, you they'll can find, find the links to it. Yeah, okay. you can find the links there, but yeah, we need your support. So just, look, just go, Google Doctor. I know there's a lot of mommies out there. Get the but, podcast, you know. Get the, it's fun. Yeah, we want to keep we want to keep doing all this stuff, and so we need everyone's support to keep doing it. So we appreciate. We fly all the way to Austin to do it, so yeah. we want you to listen. <laughs> okay, so with that said, we will uh, wrap up. I, do you, have we decided if we're coming back on Monday or Tuesday next week? Probably, oh, uh, Monday's the holiday, so Tuesday. Yeah, we're definitely back on Tuesday. So we'll see you Tuesday, uh, three o'clock. Pacific time on the 5th of July. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. We'll see you then. 
touch. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. 